and welcome everyone to this episode of The Real Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin Edwards. Joining us today is the founder and CEO of Flowers for Dreams. Please welcome Stephen Dime. Stephen, thanks for being with us today. Excited to be here. So tell us a little bit about Flowers for Dreams. What's the origin? How'd you get your start? Well, I'm an accidental florist. Uh, I started in the flower industry when I was 19 years old, uh, hustling flowers on street corners to make money to pay for school. Uh, it was just one of many kind of hustles I was looking for to help pay for school. I think there's a lot of young millennials who have similar experiences. I had an unpaid internship in the summer, really no way to make money, um, and had this bright idea to buy excess flowers from wholesale florists. Uh, there's a lot of spoilage and waste in the floral industry, particularly at the wholesale level. And end of the week, uh, flowers either, if they don't sell, they, they usually go to die. Uh, I would purchase them at uh, pennies on the dollar and then bundle them up into bouquets and sell them with my buddies outside of college graduation ceremonies and high school graduations and dance recitals and on street corners and gas stations for Mother's Day and um, turn that into a little bit of a seasonal college business on the North Shore of Chicago where every bouquet that we would sell at a school event, a graduation or a prom, would fund a backpack with school supplies for a student in need. Uh, that was another kind of uh, thread in my life at the time was helping package backpacks and school supplies for low-income CPS, Chicago Public School students in need. And I paired the two together, flowers for schools and backpacks for schools. And that was kind of the beginning of my profit with purpose story. Um, and it's what laid the groundwork for Flowers for Dreams when I graduated. And, and to you, what does impact mean to you today? You know, we, we talk about being a purpose-driven leader a lot in my organization um, and, 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 a, and a service uh, leader, a servant leader. And I think what that used to mean was um, serving just your organization and the people that you, that you deal with and, and maybe your customers. Now, service and impact means your, your internal uh, workforce, um, your customers just the same, your environment now, um, the stakeholders in your community. In our case, we work with local charities. Uh, with every bouquet we sell, we give a, a percentage to uh, a local neighborhood nonprofit. Uh, so we have these, these, all these stakeholders at the table, and being an impact leader, being a servant leader, is about making sure that all of them are attended to. So it's about maximizing stakeholder value for you, maybe versus just the bottom line only. Sure, exactly right. Have you seen uh, a correlation in, in sales and growth from having an, an, a strong focus on serving the community? Yeah, there's no question that our customers consistently reward us again and again for our commitment to community. Uh, in our case, we use our flower bouquets and images of our flowers on social media, which we've, we're a really highly social brand, and we use all of these, that power to really tell stories of causes of justice and charity in the communities we serve. And that's what our customers are looking for. And you wouldn't expect it from a flower company, but our whole model revolves around local. Uh, in large part, a lot of our sourcing is local. We have local staff. Uh, again, we commit a quarter of our profits to local charities through our own local nonprofit foundation. Um, and this is what our customers really demand. Uh, so, yeah. So we're at this conference surrounded with a lot of impact leaders uh, who are growing organizations very similar to yours with this intention. Uh, what is the most important question that you want the world at large to hear from this gathering of impact leaders? Well, I think we were just talking about it in one of the breakout sessions, that there's a big mm -hmm. distinction between um, 
investing in impact uh, or, or you know, tacking on impact to an investment or to a company or business model and being an impact-driven company or an impact investor. And I think that distinction has, has yet to be made very publicly and widely for um, just casual observers and marketplace observers. I think it's trendy to be interested in impact. And I'm certainly a big tent impact entrepreneur. I want as many people who are willing to embrace um, our values and a mission that helps the environment uh, or people. Uh, but I think that that's this next generation is really being able to detect and distinguish between uh, what companies are driven by impact and, and investors are driven by impact and, and who might use it as window dressing. Mm. And, and a major shift of the theme this year has been around regeneration. Starting from uh, this, this mindset of impact to, you know, we can actually do more by recirculating things and making things better and, you know, uh, regenerate more for future, like you said, generations. How has regeneration shown up in your career? Well, I think there's a really good recent example for Flowers for Dreams, and that is supply chain. So there's been huge supply chain, supply chain stressors over the last mm. year or two with the pandemic. In our case, the flower industry is very international. Uh, flowers come from, in our, in, particularly for us, all of the Western Hemisphere. We've always been, had a huge bent towards local. We source a lot of our product local. We work with about 25 different farms in the Midwest, the Great Lakes region of the United States. And the, what COVID ultimately ended up doing for those folks is it gave them new life because now all of a sudden local, um, you know, when international supply chains frayed, when costs, shipping costs went through the roof um, and all these different restrictions were put on from, you know, nation state to nation state, uh, our local suppliers became, um, you know, huge sources of opportunity for our competitors too. And that's a great you know, outcome for the whole flower ecosystem. Mm. More and more local farmers, when it was a dying breed, local flower farmers, uh, more investment hopefully to follow in um, kind of the commercialization of, of indoor flower farming or just flower farming in, in general, decorative flower farming. And so um, there's been a regeneration of, of, of local in the flower supply chain, the flower and plant supply chain. Well, tell me a little bit more about that with your competitors. Uh, we, we've been hearing a lot about collaboration being a new form of competition. Uh, what was this collaboration like, and uh, what is it going to take in order to do more of it for other industries? Well, I could say, you know, when costs, and this is, I think, business fundamentals, business 101, when both cost is a, at a winning proposition and your, your customer um, uh, value proposition, then you're, you're likely going to make the decision that serves both those, those uh, groups, so customers and cost. And um, that's why our competitors are turning back to local uh, in some cases. In some cases, I wouldn't say overwhelmingly, but I think that's going to be one of the biggest regenerative trends in the flower industry is that um, there's a move more and more and more towards local, not just because customers demand it, but now because the costs can justify it. What have been some of the, the growing pains that you've experienced as an entrepreneur out of college, uh, growing locally? Uh, when you're trying to expand your organization, what are some of the things that you've run into? Well, first, um, the, the advantage I have being such a young entrepreneur is that I don't know what I don't know, uh, and I know what I don't know, and I'm, my naivete is... Um, is kind of a, you know, a, a strength more than a crutch because I don't have, I didn't come into this business or this mm -hmm. industry 
with a lot of preconceived uh, notions of how things ought to work. And uh, I'm constantly curious. I think that's just like my disposition. Uh, so that's been helpful. Uh, what's less so is, you know, I, I've never um, managed people heading into Flowers for Dreams. Now we have almost 100 everyday team members in our organization mm-hmm. across four states. And, uh, you know, that has been, that's a constant learning for me. And so places like Real Leaders, the most of it are really critical for me to learn from other leaders who have managed, been managed, small teams, big teams, grown teams, uh, because I didn't have prior experience to that before Flowers for Dreams. Uh, I, I love that you're, you know, you're very humble and open about this, and you know, that's how minds have to work, right? It's like a parachute, gotta be open. When you were thinking about uh, you know, growing the organization earlier on, did you find that impact investors were, or I guess investors that were more aligned with your mission or were more willing to understand or more reciprocal? with uh, the funding? Well, the difference between 2012, when Flowers for Dreams was born, Mm. and 2022 is really night and day. Uh, Our investors then thought of impact as a nice to have, or potentially even a throwaway. And and we've not raised a significant amount of capital. We've only raised from uh, individuals, friends friends and family Mm. might be considered, um, and have grown largely on our own as a profitable, cash flow positive business model, margin positive business. And now, everybody who has either entertained an investment opportunity in Flowers Dreams or sought us out as an investment opportunity, now that we have a, a larger craft flower brand that's known to uh, many in our region, uh, love the fact that we are so impact-driven and cause-driven. We consider ourselves kind of an activist brand. If On our website, on our social media, it's very clear where we stand on things, and we've naturally, because of that, attracted a certain type of investor that's really aligned with, with our vision. And when you exit the organization long, long ways down the time, what's the impact you'd like to leave? Boy, that's a really tough question. I think, um, you know, I feel like I want to be an evangelist for B Corps or things like B Corporation. Mm-hmm. We're the first florist B Corporation in North America, the first flower B Corp. Uh, and I feel... Uh, you know, a sense of responsibility and opportunity to get more people interested in B corporations, particularly this next set of entrepreneurs. I'm less interested personally in um, turning a different generation, you know, or, or changing this uh, older generation's mindset per se. Mm-hmm. I think there's plenty of people who are doing that, and the market is going to largely, largely drive um, that. But I think how can we make this this next generation um, consider purpose in all their business ventures? and really use that business as a, as a force for good. I, I definitely say that, you know, a good mark of a leader is someone that is going to leave something better than they found it, far better than they found it. Let's bring this home, Stephen. What is your definition of a real leader? Well, I think I kind of touched upon it at the beginning. I think in the, in the modern world, a real leader, particularly a real CEO and, and business owner, is a servant of many different stakeholders, not just shareholders uh, mm. and not just customers. Um, it's really important to be in constant dialogue with your community. A real leader is interested in their community, not just thinking about that as a, you know, a, a uncomfortable externality. Uh, and I think that, um, and same with the environment, is they're in constant um, dialogue with you know, environmental stewards in their community. I think that, that's what a real leader looks like today. It's more holistic, and, and they uh, are taking care of more, more than just their shareholders. Stephen Dime. I'm Kevin Edwards asking you to go out there, be a servant leader, and always, folks, keep it real. Thanks, Stephen. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Good work. <laughs>